millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, welcome to Talking Sense, a podcast with me, Dr. Marta. I am a clinical psychologist and I specialize in working with children and families. Every week on this podcast, I am answering one of your real life questions and trying to offer you my psychological understandings and tools and strategies to help you make sense of your child's behavior, understand their quirks, and maybe bring in a different perspective on what is happening in the here and now with your child. Before we begin, I like to do a little check-in. Check-ins are things that help ground us in the moment and often in our everyday very busy lives we simply just don't stop to even have a think or a feel about how we are in our bodies. So this one this week is very very simple. I'm just going to ask you to do a little bit of a body scan. So from your head all the way down to your toes just notice your body for a second. Is there anywhere that needs a little bit of a stretch? Maybe a bit of a wiggle? You know, can you feel some tension in your shoulders? It's often there. Perhaps it's in your jaw. Can you give it a light massage? Just a few seconds is enough to get you in the place in your body and in your mind where you feel like you're here now. And we can begin. Today's question is about a transition to school and I know this is a situation that's really common for lots of people right now, just before the school holidays. So let's have a think about this together. Hi Dr. Marta, I was hoping for some advice please. Um, My seven-year-old boy is on the waiting list to move schools, but it's the right thing to do. Um, We're very confident he will be fine, but unfortunately he's really not up for it. He's very very anxious about it, uh, refusing to change schools, wants me to take him off the waiting list and it's affecting his sleep and things like that. So I was wondering if you had any strategies to help with this time for both him and us. Before I even go into answering this question, can we please take a moment just to appreciate how amazing it is that you as a parent are thinking about these things for your child. And you might think all of you listening here will be very similar parents, I'm pretty sure. So you might all be thinking, what? This is totally normal. Of course we're thinking about how it will affect our kids. Of course we want to support them as best we can. But I do want you to know that it's not every parent. Every parent does not sit down and worry about how a transition like this, one where as a parent you feel confident is a best decision, is going to sit with their child. So first of all, I just want you to appreciate and acknowledge if you are in a similar situation, that just the fact that you are thinking about this is really important. Children feel it. 
okay? Children deeply feel it when we as adults are being thoughtful, mindful, warm, caring about their feelings and their kind of thoughts and opinions about big transitions like this that we as adults are making on their behalf. Secondly, I really want you to sit in your confidence. When as a parent you make a big decision to move home, move schools, move towns, move countries, whatever it is, I want you to sit in your own kind of empowerment and confidence as an adult that what you're doing is with a good intention, that what you're doing is what you think is best for your child and or for your family. And that's really important so that you can carry on supporting your child through this transition when they feel wobbly, when they feel uncertain, when they're really scared and, you know, fearful of change, that you can sit with your confidence and know and remember, I am not getting it wrong. What I feel is right for my child is right in this moment, but it is still hard, okay? Just hold that with you because our children can really feel our confidence in the decisions and choices that we make on their behalf. They can feel it. So even if they push back or they don't like it, if you're able to sit in that kind of grounded confidence leadership role as a parent, it really helps your child move with you. I like to think about these transitions like moving school in three stages. Okay, the first one for me is preparation and that has been started in this question, but we're gonna move into that a little bit. Secondly, it's about endings and saying goodbye. And then it's about building a new start. And all those three things are important, but there is a time and a place for each of them. And I think as a parent, as an adult, if you're able to understand that you can't do everything at the same time, you just have to move through this process, it can also help you. Because the process doesn't just happen in one conversation or, you know, in a couple of steps. It's really important to just recognize that this is a process. So there's gonna be times where your child might be more easygoing about it and then they'll take a few steps back. It doesn't mean that you're going backwards, okay? You're still moving forwards in the process of supporting your child to transition to a really big change, like moving school. Okay, so the first step is the one that you've already made. Talk about it, tell your child about the move. And this is important before the end of the school year because the next part of the process is about saying goodbyes. And that can be really, really, really helpful for children. For so many adults, so many people that I know personally as well, there is this fear that if we talk to our children about things that are difficult, it's gonna make it harder for them. And I think, The reality of that is that it never makes things difficult for children, okay? Telling your child early on that there's going to be a change doesn't make things hard for them. It may make it harder for you as an adult because one of your jobs will be to hold and tolerate their big feelings as they show up. And I think as adults, many of us have learned to avoid difficult feelings, to avoid having the tricky conversation, to kind of just, you know, put it under the rug and say, when it happens, it happens, I'll deal with it then. Children really benefit from not having to deal with it then, from having to process and be supported 
in emotionally going through these feelings before the day of the change. It really helps them kind of prepare, equip them, build up their resilience tank. So do talk about moving schools as early as feels appropriate to you and if possible before there is a school ending so that your child can participate and contribute to thinking about how they want to say goodbye to their friends, their teachers, their school, perhaps their environment if you're moving homes which often comes alongside moving school. How are they going to say goodbye? How would they like to be remembered? Do they want to write letters, do drawings, give out little tokens, have a goodbye party? Do involve teachers and close friends or, you know, communities around you in this so that your child and you can feel supported because endings are not just important for your child. They're also deeply important for you. Lots of parents make close friends with other parents at schools and also teachers who are often, you know, real sources of support and you know, community sometimes, depending on what kind of school you go to, whether it's local to your home or not. So do communicate with other people as well as your child. And importantly, when you tell teachers and other adults, it also makes them aware that your child may become a little bit more sensitive, a bit more tearful, perhaps more irritable, that they may show signs of big emotions lying underneath and that that's important because with big changes come big feelings. And that is the first kind of step. So first to share and communicate, and secondly, to be there with your child, allowing any of their feelings to really come out. And what that really sounds like is to listen to them. So one of the things that often happens is that as parents, we try and Um, fix children's emotions. So when they'll say something like, I'm really scared, or I don't want to move schools, why are we doing this? What you go for is a solution. You try and give them logical, important information to explain why you're moving, what you're doing. What actually children are asking in that moment is, can you hear how difficult this is for me? Can you see that this is upsetting, that this is you know, distressing me. And that's where you have to go. So you have to go with your child's emotion. Don't push against, don't pull them out. Just sit with. So that might sound like, I can hear how scary this is for you. Or I can hear that it's going to be really sad to say goodbye to all your friends. Tell me more. Yes, get your child to open up their feelings it will never make it worse. Again, this is such a big adult fear. If we talk about difficult emotions, they're going to get depressed or anxious or more angry. Nope. Feelings need to be felt. Feelings need to be let out. And we, when we are given permission to let out all our big feelings with someone who is saying, I'm going to sit here and hold this and none of your feelings scare me. Your feelings are safe with me and we can look at them together. It brings relief. It brings soothing and calm. And when your child is calm, that's when you then can go back maybe the next day, maybe a few hours later if it's possible to think about those things that they've asked in a more logical and rational sense. Because the things that children ask you may need a good answer, a concrete kind of 
helpful script to support them and you navigate this process of change. So if your child is saying, why, why, why? In that moment, remember, this is either anxiety or distress or sadness. It's a big feeling coming out their bodies. You don't have to answer their why, not in that moment but you do need to come back to it. Sit down with them when they're a little bit calm and their feelings have been felt and say, do you want to understand why daddy and I think this is the right decision for you? Do you want to make sense about what this school might look like? Would you like to see it? Have you got some pictures? Can you go online? Can you take your child for a little visit? What do you want to ask about this school? Tell me and if I don't know, I will find out and I will come back to you. That conversation is important, but remember the feelings will come out first. So allow space for them to come so that you can do the intellectual, rational, helpful learning, talking bit afterwards. Any change brings with it uncertainty and a sense of wobbliness for all of you as a family, but particularly for a child whose brain is immature, not fully developed, and they don't have a sense of kind of consistency and reliability. That comes from routines and rituals. So one thing that can be really key through a period of transition is to make certain things really predictable. And one of the challenges of that across the summer holidays is that your child's usual routine is gonna go out the window. So do begin to think about how you can offer your child a little bit of predictability over the summer holidays. One really useful strategy is to have a visual calendar. And what I mean by that is the simplest of the simple. You don't need to go out and buy something expensive. Just get some A4 white sheets of paper or colored papers and have morning, afternoon, evening. And underneath, you can either draw or write if your child is able, but I quite like the visual ideas of either putting pictures or drawing something and saying to your child what what is going to happen at those three times of the day. Of course, there is breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but Can you prepare structure, just one thing, morning, midday, midday-ish, and like afternoon, evening, so that your child has a sense of what the day is going to look like? You can do that with no more than two days in advance, okay? Because it's really helpful for children not to get really overwhelmed about their entire week. They don't have a sense of time until they're about eight, so it really helps children to just have a visual of what's going to happen when. You could also have a calendar just like of the months where your child can cross out the days of the summer holidays leading towards their first day of school. That can help children see that actually their first day of school starting in this new place is really far away because it will feel really far away to them. There's all these little boxes in the way. So don't worry, there's still lots of time for us to think, talk, feel, prepare. So visual timetables, having a little routine, really, really helpful to support children with wobbly feelings. Alongside this, you could add a visual kind of story, cartoon strip. There are lots of labels for this about the new school. You could create a little poster maybe. Something where you and your child can put pictures or words that you may want to associate with this new place they're going to. You could, you know, if your child is into arts and crafts, maybe they wanna cut out some magazine stuff or they wanna print out some photos of the school and put them up. 
and maybe you add words to that. So sometimes your child, you could leave a bit of a gap at the bottom and your child could write or draw out an emotion of the day when they look at that poster. So what you might notice that your child is trying to express that they're sad today, or they're angry about it, or they're actually, yeah, they're excited, woohoo, it's a smiley face. Sometimes children don't wanna talk about their feelings with words, but they will draw them out and they will communicate them through their bodies. So I like to offer children more than one way of expressing themselves about big topics like this so that they feel a sense of control and empowerment. And it's not just that you'll be saying, oh, you're a bit grumpy today. Do you wanna talk about the school? And they're like, no. They might have somewhere else where they can communicate to you, yeah, I feel sad and now I do wanna talk. So think about it. It's just an idea that some families find more or less useful. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. One of the ways that can really help children come to terms with the process of ending and saying goodbye to their school is to give them a sense of control and ownership about how they want to do this. Children often build really strong attachments with schools, their friends, their teachers, and some of it might not be forever endings. Lots of children can remain really close friends with children who have attended a school, even if they don't go there anymore. So there might be a lot of space to problem solve with your child about the things that are important and they want to hold on to and how you can make this happen. Alongside that, the saying goodbye pit is really important. So have a think with your child, let them take a lead. They might not know in the moment and they might need a little bit of your help and creative support. And if that's the case, don't be afraid to tentatively suggest things. So for example, some children might like to want to throw a party. Some children might want to make cards for their friends. Or some children might want to do something to leave a little bit of them at the school. So who is your child within the community of the school? Who are they? Is there something that they can do at the end of year show? Like play an instrument or is it like artistic in some way? Is it that they'd like to plant some seeds with a classroom and feel like they return and they are present because there's a plant or, you know, a flowering plant that comes back every year at that kind of time of year that will remind the teacher and any children in the school that they were there once. Do they like to leave offerings like painted stones or, like I said, little notes? Or maybe they're into baking and they want to do something like bring some cake to the, to the end of the school day. Think about it with them and also think about it for you too as an adult. So many parents have built relationships with schools and of course it is part of your family story. 
starting in a new school is such a massive milestone as a family for a child, but particularly for you as a parent. And you are going to be leaving behind memories of things that have happened, your firsts with your child in this school. The first day at school, the first day school called because they were sick or they tripped over or they hurt themselves. The first school play, the firsts. They were all there once. And this can be really emotional and emotive for you too and bring a sense of nostalgia. Sit with that, hold it. This is really important. And if it feels right for you, have a think about what you need to do to say goodbye to the school for you too or for you as a family. Are there family offerings that you'd like to make? to the teachers, to the school itself. I've already offered some suggestions, but there will be so many more that you could do. So some of them might come from your child for them, and some of them might come from you as a family. Some parents like to throw like a little party or a picnic or some kind of like, you know, just bring cake to the school gates and kind of say, it's our last pickup. Again, some parents might want to build a little memory book and you can include your child in this. All those photos that you have stored on your phone probably, print them out. It's really cheap to do and stick them in a book. Have it as a concrete thing that you and your child can look through at times when perhaps in the future they go, oh, I miss my school. And you can go back and share some of these stories because you're holding them already in your head and in your body. But you can put them somewhere concrete where children can feel a sense of control for when they want to revisit these stories. They're there for them and they're also there for you. Now, having said all of that, I also want to say to you that it is not just okay, but actually really important for you to share how it feels to say goodbye to this school. Yes, you as a parent might be fully confident that this is a positive change for your child, that it's going to benefit them and or you as a family. But those feelings about saying goodbye to a place where you have so many shared memories is important. And children really benefit from hearing and witnessing parents having emotions that are also tricky and uncomfortable. So do feel like you can find the words to say something along the lines of, you know what, I'm going to really miss your school too. I have so many memories of coming here with you. So many firsts, so many things that I hold as deeply important. I think I'm going to feel really sad to say goodbye. So I get it. I get why this is so hard for you. Don't be scared. Children, don't feel like this makes things worse. It doesn't have to bring doubt to the confidence you have that moving your child is the right choice. What it does is bring children a sense of togetherness, that actually these feelings, they're normal, that it is part of the process, and that even adults feel wobbly sometimes, may get sense of sadness or doubt or fear about change. This is healthy. As adults, we really want to project an image of hum humanness. Just, I'm a human. I'm not a robot. I don't just do with strength. I feel. And, you know, so many parents find this really vulnerable. And it is. 
but you don't have to be scared of showing your vulnerability to your child. You need to know that actually this strengthens your bond and your relationship with them. And this may open them up to hearing more about this change and this transition and moving through this process with greater safety and connectedness because it's going alongside you. And finally, navigating the change itself. It is more than okay. In fact, it's probably necessary. After you've gone through the preparation of telling your child that they're leaving the school and all these goodbyes, which might be really emotive for all of you, to have a break, a proper summer break, okay? Just enjoy it. Plan some nice activities with your child. Like I suggested, maybe use a visual calendar. Just be as a family. The time for preparing to move to a new school is about two weeks before the start. That is enough so as not to grow children's anticipatory anxiety. That's such a hard word for me to always say. Anticipatory, oh gosh, you know what I'm talking about. The anxiety that comes before the day. So two weeks is enough. And I would see this as a start to school any start to school and what I tend to say is get your child involved, give them a sense of control. If you're able to afford it, maybe take them to select some pens, some pencils, maybe a new rucksack, you know, help them be involved in their uniform so that they're trying things on. Some children find certain textures or clothes more or less uncomfortable, so make sure that they're there trying things on, deciding what sizes are right, and then begin the conversation about what it might be like to go into a new school and not know anybody. Because there will be a lot of uncertainty and anxiety about what this change might look like. And again, a little bit like the beginning of this process. Remember, your job is not to fix, your job is to listen, to support your child in moving through this with their big emotions. Because this is the kind of thing where as a parent, you have no control. So a few things that I would suggest to avoid is don't layer how your child is gonna be or fit into this new school with your emotion. Avoid saying to your child things like, you're gonna make so many friends, you're gonna have so much fun. You don't know that. There is no certainty about this. So focus on the certainties. And that looks like focusing on the things that you know are at the school that you've seen or that your child has been able to see and has mentioned, oh yeah, I like that. So it could be very simple like, remember they've got a really good playground with loads of swings. Your last playground had no swings at all. That's gonna be different. Focus on the differences that might make a difference to your child and focus on the similarities. So the similarities might be like, well, you know, did you see that the rows in the classroom look the same? The tables and the benches look really similar, don't they? Yeah, it's like your old school. And or think about subjects or topics that they enjoy and bring those up as similarities. And you'll still be doing English and maths. Ooh, I wonder what will be different this time. What books you might read, or what maths you might do. So you want to help your child get this sense of, there's gonna be things that are similar, and there's gonna be things that are different. And in these conversations, you want to allow them space to ask 
questions. So in these two weeks, you might say to your child, have you got any questions about the new school? Are there things you wish you knew more about or had information about? Or we could ask your teacher about. Many schools, again, liaise with the teachers, but many schools, when there is a new starter at the school, will set up ways to support them. And if you don't ask, you will not know. So do check in with the new school. Find out, do they do a buddy system? Will there be a child or two who will keep an eye out on your child and help them get used to the school setting, the environment so they don't get lost, but also befriend them? And is there an adult buddy system? So this often also happens where there are parents from the new school who you may be able to go for a coffee with or have a picnic with their children. This can be really helpful to kind of start to integrate within this new system. And the way to think about systems for me, it's about connection, it's about relationships. And you wanna try and begin some of these relationships before the first day of school because it helps your child prepare and it helps your child have a few people, a few familiar faces. They're not gonna be their best friends, but maybe they will be. But in the moment, it's just somebody familiar that they recognize and they know. And it's the same for you. So do liaise with the school and the teachers. Do feel free to send emails or arrange a phone call or even an early visit with write down the questions that you and your child might have so they can go through them together. You know, make this into a an experience that you are going through together, figuring things out as you go and setting up a little bit of a process that supports your child in feeling in control. So the first day of school, they're going with things that they've chosen in their rucksack, with perhaps people that they will recognize when they see them. It could just be a teacher and one child and that is enough. And that you're going in with a sense of certainty and safety that your choice is right and this process your child is going through, you can help them, guide them, support them through it. And remember, on the first day of school, the process does not end. Your child may go back to wanting to talk about their old school or have big feelings of loss and sadness about the ending that they had earlier in July. They may also feel angry with you or really sad And all these feelings should be welcome and accepted. Just hear your child out. Be the adult who can just sit with their feelings, hold them, let them pass through. And once that is done, you will see that they will slowly adjust and integrate. And so will you. And we're coming to an end today. And I always like to end with a little mantra or something to hold you. Just because these conversations can bring up all sorts of feelings for us as adults as well. So today, all I want you to remember is that feelings don't need to be fixed or changed. They just need to be felt. This holds true for your child as much as it does for you. If you have enjoyed this show, feel free to rate and review it. I like to read every single comment and it really feeds into how I run this podcast, what I do more of and what I do less of. So thank you if you take the time to do that. If you want to stay connected, you can either join my community, Dr. Marta Psychologist on Instagram or sign up to my newsletter at drmartapsychologist.com. Wishing you a wonderful day. 
with pockets of things that bring you goodness. I hope you'll join me next time. Until then, see you soon. Thank you.